Welcome to the first episode of PR in Your Life. This is a podcast that is designed to help 40 and over athletes live their best life. On this inaugural episode, you'll hear our personal stories about how we got into this world of fitness and functional medicine. We are so excited that you are joining us. Let's go. Hi, I'm Dr. Libby. And I'm Coach Alex. Welcome to PR in Life podcast, where it's all about thriving, not just surviving as an over 40 athlete. I've been a family practitioner for almost 20 years, and I have been dissatisfied with what medicine has to offer athletes. Now, as a functional medicine doctor, I've teamed up with Alex, a functional health coach, to talk about how to get to the root cause of symptoms. And together, we'll teach you how to make 40 and beyond the best years of your life. Welcome, and today I would like to introduce Dr. Libby. Can you tell us how you got started into functional medicine? Absolutely, yes. I've been a family practitioner for, I think, a total of 18 years, and there is so much I loved about being a family medicine doctor, building the relationships with my patients. That was probably my favorite part of it all, but in some ways, it wasn't exactly what I thought it was going to be. You know, I thought going into healthcare, I was going to be really focused on helping people be healthy. I mean, it is called healthcare after all, right? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I mean, I don't far stretch to, to think I was assuming that. But what I found was there really wasn't as much time for health creation as I thought there was going to be. And actually, if I'm going to be really honest, I wasn't very well trained and how to create health. I was very well trained in how to treat sickness. And that was the model um, that I was in for a long, long time. And I didn't not like it. I, I really did like it. It just wasn't offering all that I had hoped that it would. For instance, when you're seeing your family doctor, you have like a 10 to 15 minute visit with the doctor, right? Yes. And so when you go in to see the doctor, you've got your list of reasons that you came to the doctor. There's a reason you made the appointment and we've got to get through that. And then we have to also get through um, what the insurance company needs us to get through for me to bill for the visit and get paid for it. And so when your doctor's like typing away in their computer, that's what they're doing too. They're meeting the criteria that the insurance company set forth to pay for the visit. And you know, then I've kind of got my agenda too of things that I want to talk to you about, maybe things to kind of help up-level your health a little bit. But generally, there's not much time left for that. And that's the kind of stuff that takes some time too. It's not like in two minutes at the end of a visit, we can just all of a sudden revamp your diet and your lifestyle. That's just not going to happen. So those things just don't generally happen in the conventional medicine model. And I'm not bashing it at all. I think it really is an effective model for some things. If you come to the doctor and you have bronchitis, let's say, like that model works really, really well at treating that. Um, if you have, I don't know, a sprained ankle or something, we can fix that problem. But when it comes to like creating health, health. and treating chronic disease, maybe it doesn't work quite as quite as well as I was hoping. And you know, what's what's interesting is um, at that time in my life, you know, I had just gotten out of school and and I started the, I, I joined this practice and it was really busy and I was really busy too. I had my kids at this point and so I just I just did it. I made the best of it and there was a lot I really, really liked about it. By the time I um, left that practice um, at the beginning of this year, I had twenty five hundred patients and I knew them. All. 
by name. I could look at my yeah. list in the morning and say, oh, yep, I recognized every single name. And as a matter of fact, if someone like had gotten married or something, I wouldn't recognize like, I don't know this person. I'd walk in the room. I'd be like, oh, yes, I know you. So, um, you know, I really, really got to know all of those patients and, and really loved that connection part of it. What I realized was I wasn't going to be able to achieve what I wanted to achieve in helping people create health with those time constraints and with the restraints that are part of an insurance-based practice. So in September of 2019, I launched Northside Functional Medicine. And when I um, got ready to launch that practice, I thought, who do I really, really want to serve? And who do I really want to work with? And what I realized is that I really like working with people who are trying hard to be healthy. And um, especially athletes. And um, and so I decided to make that my my specialty and to work with, with aging athletes and to help them live their best life. Well, I'm going to say that makes total sense because when you love medicine and you love athletics as much as you do, it just probably seemed like such a natural fit together. It did. And you know, what's funny is all my stuff that I did as an athlete always seemed very irrelevant to my um, career. And now all of a sudden, it's super relevant. You know? Yeah. You look back and you're like, wow, it really means something. <laughs> right? yeah. I can yep. put those things on my resume now all of a sudden. But um, because that's truly the stuff that I love is, yeah. you know, I mean, I think I went to medical school to be a doctor, but then I kind of found that I identified more as an athlete. You know, that's what I just really love being an athlete. And um, so when I was able to marry those two being an yeah. athlete and a doctor and make those two work together. That's like when my passion was just like super ignited. Yeah, I'm excited to hear more about that. So we'll kind of put a pause on that. Um, but tell us a little more about you personally. Who is Libby Wilson? Yeah, so um, so I'm a wife. I've been married to my husband, Andy, for about 22, going on 23 years this summer. Um, I have two daughters, Josie and Ainsley. They are 14 and 11, wow. so they're yeah. growing up. I know. Yeah. They're not babies anymore. And um, and I love being an athlete. I mean, I, if you ask mm-hmm. me how I define myself, that's one of the things I'll say right at the very beginning. And, yeah. you know, when I say that, I think people think, oh, my gosh, you know, she's been an athlete her whole life or, you know, some people that – know me as an athlete might think that, but that's truly not the case. Like if you ask any of my um, friends or acquaintances from my younger years, um, junior high, high school, elementary school, they would say, no, she's not That's just not the label that they would have given you. (laughs) No, not not at all. As a matter of fact, like, you know, like think of like getting picked in gym class, like maybe one of the last people picked in gym class because that was just not my strong suit. It was just nothing I ever focused on. I was sort of that academic little kid. You know, I was straight A student, super ultra perfectionist. I spent all my time on that and no time on being an athlete. Like my athletic career in high school and junior high was like junior high cheerleader, um, eighth grade track for half of a season till I got shin splints and quit. Basically, that was it. it. So that but um, I really became an athlete after I had my kids. Okay, so how did that happen? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> after you have kids, after, yeah, you're I know. yeah, yeah, exactly. I know, kind of maybe not the best time, but you know, this is kind of funny. But even coming from the healthcare field, I felt like the only reason you would really exercise was if you had weight to lose. <laughs> yeah. 
right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. well, there's no other benefits to exercise, right? Exactly. Right. Yeah. So, um, and I had always been blessed with this booming metabolism, thanks to my dad and his side of the family. And so I'd always been thin without effort. So there was no reason to exercise, right? Right. Why would you? And then I had my first daughter, and the weight kind of just magically melted came off. right off. Yeah. You know? I know people hate when me you're for that. young, yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then I had my second child, and I was 34 when she was born. And shockingly, it just didn't fall off. And I thought, what's what's wrong here? You know, mid thirties, yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so she was born in um, January of two thousand and nine, and by that summer, I still had like ten more pounds that I just really wanted to lose. And my husband had always been um, an exerciser, so he was more of a weightlifter for a long time, but in the few years preceding this, he had started dabbling in triathlons. And I'd go watch him and stuff. And I thought, oh, that's kind of interesting. And so then I decided, well, you know, I don't think I could do triathlons because I don't know how to bike and I don't know how to swim, but I could probably run. run. I mean, yeah. I could go get some. So I went to the store and got some running shoes. And and then I, I remember lacing them up one day and deciding I was going to go run a mile. And Andy told me where to go and how that was going to, he knew how I could get a mile in. And so I went and did it. And um. I did it, and I was super proud of myself for doing it, but it was a lot harder than I thought. I was like, wow. <laughs> was it like when you were 12 in right? gym class, go no. run a mile for time? Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I was like, you know, I can do this, right? So I, I kept trying, and um, then I ran like a mile and a half, and then I ran two miles, and I just, it, you know, I, I just kept pushing myself because I'm pretty good at pushing myself. And um, what I... One thing about me is I'm sort of like an all or nothing person. So if I'm going to do something, I am all in. And so I became that way with running. And within that first year, I did my first little mini triathlon because along the way I ended up getting a bike and learning how to swim too. And I did my first marathon too. Yeah. Yeah. So um, in September of, I think, 2010, I think I did my first marathon. And that's where you and I really got to know each other. Um, I remember doing a lot of runs Lots with you. Lots of long runs. Lots yes. of long runs. And I remember every day was like a PR. Remember yeah. that? Like I <laughs> yeah. would be like, oh, so, my gosh, I've never run 12 miles before. Such a celebration. Yes. yes. And you were such a seasoned athlete. Like I remember when I met you um, in running, you know, you had had been doing it for a long, long time, and I learned so much about that um, from you. But what I what I found was, you know, I started running to lose ten pounds, and it was a lot harder than I thought. But it was also a lot more than I thought. Like I thought it was just for weight loss, yeah. and realized it was not Ugh. just for weight loss at all. Like I loved the friendships that I created, the community that I became a part of with running, um, the confidence that I gained from setting goals and accomplishing them, and yeah. um, the stress reduction too. I mean, and so it was what started off as the weight loss journey became like, so oh my gosh, things, yeah. so many things. And um, But yeah, so that's where I kind of met you, Alex. We became friends on those logging those miles. Way back when. Yeah, way yeah. back when in swimming and everything too. But, you know, I'm kind of interested. Tell me how you got started in fitness because when I met you, I felt like you'd been like fitnessing since... <laughs> birth, right? Yeah. Like they were just born that way, right? It was so easy for you. Not, not. But I really, really do wish that when we very first started running together, that we would have like 
taken a log of all the miles that we have done together over the years. It would be fascinating just to kind of know like how we track like races and stuff that we could have kind of kept that. It would be kind of fun to know. But ballpark idea, how many miles do you think we've run together? Oh my gosh. <laughs> a couple thousand yeah. at least. Yeah. I'm gonna say. I bet. And, and biking and yeah. And wow. that's yeah, we can share some I mean, we've learned a lot about each other and shared a lot of stories over yes. those miles. Because I'm a yapper when I run. Like, and I... I'm not a yapper. I'm a listener. <laughs> <laughs> so it's so, a good thing that you were a yapper. Side note, yeah. one year I went running with Andy, um, and I think it was New Year's Eve, and he was like, oh, he's like, let's just listen to music. I don't have the energy to talk. I'm like, you don't have to talk. Just listen. I'll, t- I'll, I'll talk the whole time. And I, I remember filling him in on like our whole year in review. I'm like, remember yeah. in January we did this and then in February. And I don't think yeah. the dude said a word the entire time. I just, yeah, yeah. I just talked to him. Which was always great for me. I loved you and Ellen just talked all the way through our 15, 20 milers and yep. I never had to say a word. <laughs> um, but, but no, kind of going back to my fitness journey, um, Wow. I ran on and off junior high, high school, that kind of stuff. Um, running, I'm not very coordinated. So running was about the only thing that I could do. Me neither. Yeah. Hand-eye coordination is just not there. So, um, But it wasn't until I was 28 and I had two boys by that time. So married, um, been married 28 years this fall, have two boys. And it wasn't until then that I was overweight, about 30, 35 pounds. Seriously? Seriously. I cannot picture that. That's before I knew you. Yes. You know, it was that, um, it was the excuse that, you know, oh my gosh, my pants shrunk in the dryer again, (laughs) five sizes, you know, and it was, I was um, on a church softball league and I hit the ball and I was running to first base and I just went smack down, fell and I'd felt a snap and I had actually tore a muscle in my quad. Oh my gosh. And I thought, I am 28 years old. I'm overweight. I'm out of shape. I just tore a muscle <laughs> running the first base. There's kind of a problem here. Life so, doesn't get much better from there. Yeah. It was <laughs> pretty depressing, especially because at, at that point, my husband was on the opposite fitness journey. He was running all the time. He was biking. He was just really fit. So I just felt like that wife that just felt blah next to her husband. And so it was really an mm-hmm. eye opener that um, I needed to get it together. And I started um, kind of at the same time. I had a little three-mile route around my house, and I just started walking and running. So I would do the little three-mile route a couple times a week, and I would just run a little bit further every time. I would have little goals. And um, and then I started um, totally changing my diet, just getting everything together. So um, about that time... I'm trying to think. I was 28. All that stuff was happening. Um, then my husband said, you know what? I think we should run a marathon. And Great I was idea, like, Dan. sure. Yeah. And, you know, I was really <laughs> oblivious. This was way back when, before we had garments, before we had anything, you had to go out in your car. You had to measure how far something was, you know, long runs. You had sweatpants, you know, a couple pairs of sweatpants and sweatshirts, you know, before Gore-Tex. I'm really kind of giving myself up <laughs> yeah. here. But, um, you know, it was so old school back then that, you know, it just never even occurred to me like anything. So it was like, sure, you know, let's just let's just do it. 
And I think I remember maybe buying a book on how to marathon that just kind of said, here's how many 20 milers you should do, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And so that was about the gist of it. And I think it was 2002 was the first marathon that we did. And that was kind of the beginning. Which one did you guys do? Um, Columbus. Okay. Yep. Columbus is still is still a favorite. You know, it was such a great one. Definitely not the fastest marathon, but it was definitely such an eye opener. And that kind of started such a great um, fitness journey for us. We did some duathlons on and off through the years. Actually, I was a better biker than runner, but I didn't want to invest that much time mm-hmm. in the biking. I just really enjoyed the running. So. Um, was it easy for you when you started? No, <laughs> no. It it was definitely that. It just seemed like it took forever before I could run three miles straight. Mm-hmm. And you know, and and I'll never say everyone you know really talks about the runner's high, all that kind of stuff. I'm going to say, and my husband actually kind of said this once about one in ten workouts are those magical, really good mm-hmm. feel-good feel, feel good workouts. Mm-hmm. And that's what keeps you coming back. It's not every workout. People are always like, oh, I don't feel good. It doesn't feel great. Well, you know what? A lot of times it doesn't. Mm-hmm. But um, I think it's where you just start realizing that you have to take your health and control. Yeah. And, and you know what? Like, I think it never feels good in the beginning. Like, never. in the beginning, it's like, this is just so hard. Yeah. But then um, as you start to adapt to it, you do get those workouts. But not every time, that's no. for sure. No. And I think there's a lot that goes along with it. You know, it was kind of like, you know, telling somebody after three weeks of anything, you get past the really, ooh, that just... I hate how I feel every time I get up. Nothing feels good. This isn't fun. Once you get past the three weeks, then you start kind of feeling, okay, this isn't that bad. Kind of the same thing as as an athlete. And I remember with you way back when um, telling you it was really going to be about three years before you saw the results Mm -hmm. of everything that you're doing. Mm -hmm. And I think that's hard to hear sometimes. Yeah. But it's really, you know, the first year is your body's just getting used to it. Mm Mm-hmm. And the second year is kind of when you start feeling like, okay, here's what my pace might be. Here's what feels good, that natural. You're kind of getting some miles under your legs. Then the third year, you're like, okay, here's what I think my body is going to be able to do. So it's really having to invest in the long haul. Yeah. You know, when it comes to fitness, but that's a whole other podcast. Yes, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. So, so you did that first marathon in 2002, yeah. and and then what? Um, kind of really started doing some other stuff, started getting into tries. That's when you and I kind of started getting that together, a whole little group mm-hmm. of, wow, let's start doing this. And um, I love duathlons. Tries, as you guys all know, the mm-hmm. swimming and I just never found a love for each other. So it was always a um, mental issue every time getting in the water. But still did it, still had fun, you mm-hmm. know, did it for about five years. Um, also really fell into love with a lot of different things. Um, I got certified as an impersonal trainer, um, certified spin instructor. Um, you and I did our CrossFit Level 1 together, mm-hmm. and it's just a never-ending, always looking for the next, what more can I learn about yeah. health and nutrition? So When I started, like, running and doing triathlons, I thought I would do that forever. Like, yes. I loved it. And I'm like, I will never do yeah. anything different. Like, I think when I'm 80 yeah. years old, I will still be doing triathlons. Still be running, yeah. And what I've now realized is, 
you know, everything's sort of a season mm-hmm. in life, right? And I know I will be fitnessing until I can fitness Hopefully no forever. more. Yeah. But um, but how that's going to look each yeah. each period is going to be different in life. But we'll we'll always find something fun to do together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So speaking of period in your life, yes. What does forties look like for you? Oh my gosh, forty <laughs> was like a major turning point for me. You know, some people talk about turning 30. They didn't like it. I loved turning 30. 30 was when I got out of residency and started my career. I'm like, yes, I've made it. You know, I felt like I was no longer a kid. I became an adult at 30. But at 40, I just kind of struggled um, with feeling a little bit older. And then things were just not um, as easy for me at 40 Mm -hmm. physically. So Back up to, you know, I was 34, I had Ainsley gained 10 pounds, started running, whoop, lost the weight. Yeah. Great. And back then, I ran so I could eat. <laughs> and I ate. And like, I ran so much that I could still eat and whatever. You ate junk. I ate so Lots much of junk. junk. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, I remember, like, I, I distinctly remember meeting you guys for long runs and eating two toaster strudels before we'd go do our long run. And then I'd come home and eat like a donut. I mean, like I would just eat, like you're going to learn about me that I am like a sugar person. I love sugar, but I, and I ate all that sugar and all that junk all the time. And I ran and it just worked. But then 40 hit and all of a sudden it did not work anymore. And at that point, I mean, I was marathoning. I'd done a bunch of marathons. I was putting in a lot of volume. And there really was not an, a way to, like, keep exercising more to and get the weight off. it's crazy because you think, I'm running 50 miles a week. How can I be overweight? How can I not be just dropping weights? Exactly. And then mm-hmm. how can I run more? <laughs> because yes. I, there's enough hours in the day. I don't think my body can take much yeah. more. Yeah. And what's the solution? Like, I, I just couldn't come up with a solution. Yeah. And so I gained another 10 to 15 pounds. My clothes weren't fitting. Like they kept shrinking in the dryer for yeah, some reason. I don't darn know. dryer. Yeah, yeah, I know. hate that thing. But I think it was around this time of the year. I think it was the spring. And I remember thinking, oh boy, like summer is coming. It's going to be time to put my bathing <sighs> Shorts, suit on. Yeah. And yeah. And I thought, oh my gosh. And Never before in my life had I worried about that. Mm-hmm. Always summer came, threw the bathing suit on, never even thought about it. And all of a sudden, I'm like, there's no way. And and I remember kind of thinking, oh, well, this is just the way it is, right? This is 40. This is what happens. You know, you're not supposed to wear a bikini forever. You just That's throw on told. the tankini. Yeah, and- <laughs> you throw the talon. And this is when you finally get to sit outside and be fat and sit on the front porch. and Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like you're Enjoy done. life, right? Yeah, you're done. <laughs> I had a good run, right? <laughs> And um, I remember, I remember sitting in this chair that we have in the corner of our bedroom, and like we never sit in that chair, but for some reason I was sitting in that chair, and I think I was just kind of contemplating life a little bit there. And no, I remember what it was. I was I was crossfitting at this point, so I was running and crossfitting, you know, trying to add in all the yeah. exercise to lose the weight without modifying the diet. And I was texting our friend Amanda, mm-hmm. and I really wanted to learn how to do a pull-up. And I'd been working on you know, drills, and I really wanted to be able to do a pull-up, and I couldn't do one. And um, I remember texting her and being like, can you kind of lay out for me yeah, what yeah. I need to do to do a pull-up? Like, I should be able to do this. Since I've been working she can on it for do a while. 80, she should be able to tell us how to, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just give me the secret sauce. Tell me how to do one, and, and I'll move on. And, um, you know, Amanda, she's so, like, she just tells it like it is. And she said, well... Yeah, sure. I'll help you do that. She's like, the first thing is like lose 10 or 15 pounds. <laughs> I'm 
like, thanks, Amanda. Really? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, and she's like, you know, just get your diet in check and you can do it. I'm like, really? And she's like, yeah, I'll help you. And she's like, I'll, I'll tell you what to eat. So she like, you know, I think she asked me what my weight was and I said, don't tell a soul, but I'll tell you. And I told her, and then she typed out a diet of what I was supposed to eat. And she gave me like some different options and stuff. And um, I thought, all right, I'm going to do it. There we go. And I did. And that was the first time I ever had to follow. Had to follow. But I mm-hmm. followed it and the weight started to come down. Um, but the, the hard part was like I loved sugar and that was like comfort for me. And yeah. so so now the comfort was taken away. The weight comes down. The comfort's gone. So, yeah. you know, I yeah. had to kind of address how I was feeling too. And um, if I was going to be honest, I was kind of tired and crabby just kind of going through the motions in life, but just not feeling amazing. And I remember going to um, see my doctor. (laughs) Doctors still see doctors. So my doctor was one of my partners in my practice. And I one day was like, let me just have some blood work done. And and, um, I had my fasting labs done. And I remember thinking like, maybe it's my thyroid. I bet it's my thyroid. We all want the thyroid. (laughs) Please let it be the thyroid. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, my labs were all perfect and everything was great. And I thought, you know, I thought there has to be a better way. Like there has to be a way to feel better. I mean, I'm I'm exercising like crazy. I'm now eating super good food. My weight's coming down. Like I should feel amazing. But you did get a pull up. I did get a pull yes, up. Yes, you did. I did get Several a pull up. <laughs> I did get a pull up. Yes, that that is true. Thank you for pointing that out. <laughs> so, I um I went out and tried to seek some alternative care. Basically, I saw a couple of hormone specialists and um, dabbled in some of the things that they had recommended, and it helped a little bit. You know, there's always that initial excitement, right? Yes, when yes. you find something new, you're like, "Oh my gosh, this is going to be the this answer! I'm all yeah. in!" And ah, uh, and then there's maybe that placebo effect. I think that kind of takes place, and maybe you do feel a little bit better, but. I really didn't find the total answers I was looking for. But that's when I decided, you know what? This is a fork in the road for me, right? Mm-hmm. There was a fork in the road at 40 and 15 pounds. I mean, I guess there's three forks in the road. One, There's one at like 34, 10 yeah. pounds to lose, find exercise. 40, weight to lose, I find diet. And then I'm 40 and I'm like, man, there are so many people in this world like me, right? Yeah. There are people I'm seeing every day in my office who are 40 who are like trying hard in life. Like, I mean, I'm putting a lot of effort forth. I should be feeling amazing. And they're not feeling amazing. I'm not feeling amazing. Your labs come back normal. normal. And yeah, and what do you do? And you know what's interesting? I was thinking about this. When I think about underserved populations in medicine, like, I mean, I think of Haiti and I think of like inner city Chicago, right? Well, you know who else is underserved? Are like Middle-aged people who are trying yeah. hard, putting tons of effort forth. I mean, these are this is an underserved population because yeah. we have nothing to offer them. And I could find no one to answer these questions for me. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to figure it out myself. Yeah. And um, that's when I found functional medicine. And I found that I was somebody who was perfectly healthy from conventional medicine standards. Yep. You know, basically mm-hmm. labs are great, see you in a year, high five, keep doing what you're doing, it's yeah. working. And then when I, I remember when I did my functional medicine tests and I submitted them to my teacher and my mentorship program that I was doing, they were like, oh my gosh, <laughs> they were 
kind of freaking out about how terrible my labs looked because I was, quite honestly, a hot mess from functional medicine standards. There was so much kind of wrong with me that needed to be fixed. And um, and that's that's kind of how I got started in, in functional medicine. And what I learned was that pushing hard really works until it doesn't work anymore. And then you've got to kind of find some answers. And, and that's that's where I was at. And I couldn't find anyone who, who had the answers. So I so I found them myself. So yeah. And thank goodness you did. Oh, and I'm yeah. loving it. It's been just such a cool, fun journey. But so um, tell me, Alex, how did you get into health coaching? Well, let's see. Um, I'll kind of back up for just a second. Kind of around 40, I felt a little different at 40. Um, I think I don't know what it is. I don't know why society says 40, you're going to go downhill. Mm-hmm. So I remember turning 40 and I had some pretty important PRs that I wanted to do running. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is it. Mm-hmm. Because society tells me, by 45, I'm done. I might as well retire, hang up my running shoes. Life is finished. And I actually trained for the first time in my life, like legit did some speed training. And I was hitting numbers I'd never seen in my life at okay. 40. Okay. So 40 was good for you. 40 was great. And um, I was real excited about what the, what this was looking like. And then I got an injury for the first time ever. And... So that changed my running forever. Mm. Um, so it was interesting. So I think that happened back like 2011, 2012. Finally, my um, leg back got so bad with running. I just finally kind of said I'm done. In the middle of that, I had been crossfitting a little bit, kind of like off season in mm-hmm. between triathlon seasons and all that kind of stuff. Really, really liked it. So I was like, all right, now that I'm officially retired running because of this injury, I'm just going to crossfit all the time. Um, and kind of what you had talked about earlier is you fitness, fitness, fitness all the time. You're so used to an endurance athletics training two to six hours, depending where you are in your season. That's just a normal, that's what you do. So it was really hard for me to walk into CrossFit in 60 minutes beginning to end and being finished. Yes. So I did the typical, what we always do, I overtrained. So then I created more problems for myself. I started getting this nagging shoulder injury that wouldn't go away. My body was hurting all the time. It was just such a frustrating thing. Kind of the same thing. Um, I kind of got into some hormone replacement um, just to kind of see how that felt. Same thing. Had some things right off the bat that I felt really good. My sleep was the best that had ever been in my entire life, which was crazy Mm. um, because you and I had tried everything over the years to Mm -hmm. get that under control. Um, My mood was better. So those were two really pretty legit things. Mm -hmm. Um, Besides that, I didn't notice a whole lot else. So um, it was actually when you were going into practice Mm -hmm. and you were kind of testing out everything and um, you're like, I kind of need you off everything for a couple months. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, okay, you know, let's do this. Let's just see what all your stuff is going to show. So that's when I kind of first really started delving into functional medicine. What does that look like? And just what you were doing, and it was fascinating. So the more we went into my testing, um, 
and feeling better. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember you started me on my supplements to fix my adrenal glands. I completely revamped my diet. Mm-hmm. And right before that, you had said, how about you become a functional health coach and we'll work together? <laughs> and I was like, well, what's that? Yeah. And so you actually turned me onto the program. And so that was kind of the beginning of the end. It was like a whole other world of just being like, wow, there's so much you can do with diet, rest, exercise to completely change your life. And it was wonderful to wake up in the morning and not hurt Mm -hmm. and feel normal. I mean, a lot of times things, I feel like I felt better ever than I had my entire life at 47, 48 years old. Yeah. And how, you know, I mean, it's just, yeah. So that's kind of where, you know got me into the functional health coaching. I remember like thinking as I was plotting out my practice and how it was going to look like thinking like, oh my gosh, like I'm going to need, I can't do it all by myself. I'm going to need people. And I'm like, where do I find a functional health coach? (laughs) Like, you know, I don't, how do I find one to work with me? Right. And I remember listening to a podcast um, and it was talking about functional health coaching and I think I shared that podcast with you because I thought, man, Alex has so much knowledge just from all the training that you had done on your own, um, you know, like your certifications and stuff that you had gone through, but then also just the years of being an athlete too. And so you were the perfect fit for it. And so I'm so glad that you've joined me on this journey. It's so exciting to share all this stuff together. And And really basically what I think is, we were two friends who were trying to figure it all out, and we couldn't find anyone who had the answers we were looking for. Yeah. So we said, you know what? Let's figure Let's it out. Let's figure it out. You know? Let's figure it out. <laughs> I just read that book by Marie Forleo called Everything is Figure Outable, and it was it's a was a great book. I loved that Is that, that really book. a word, figure outable? She made it a word. <laughs> now <laughs> so it it's is. a word now. We're going to use it. now. Exactly. But, but it's true. It's like, you know what? Let's figure it out, you know? And um, it's been super fun. Like, you know, when I went to medical school, I studied hard and got good grades because or studied hard for the tests because I wanted to get a good grade mm-hmm. because I wanted to get a degree, you know. And with this functional medicine stuff, I truly cannot get enough of it. I mean, yeah. I am like it's constant. It's I mean, I yeah. love listening to it. I love learning. I just love, um, you know, just knowing that there's so much out there to keep on learning. And I'm learning it not because there's a test at the end that I have to get an A on, but I'm learning it because I truly am so taken in by all the information. Yeah, and that's it. And I, I think that's – and, of course, you and I will talk about this another time – is that we have done so many things wrong mm-hmm. that now learning how to do things right mm-hmm. is just such a key factor in your health and wellness. Yeah. So I'm And just, that's one thing I love yeah. about being in my 40s now. I'm 45. It's like um, I don't look at, at that as a bad thing anymore. I look at it as, no. wow, I've got like 45 years of life experience to yeah. draw on that I didn't have when I was, you know, 20. I only had 20 years of life experience to draw on. Right. So I now look at it as a positive instead of like a, yeah. oh, my time is coming to an end, right? It's it's all a good thing. Well, and I think you know as much as anybody that I remember way back when of when I was running and I was having a pretty successful running career and doing well, I thought my way was the only way. Mm -hmm. And then I would meet other people that did things a different way, but they had good results too. And I was like, huh. Mm -hmm. And 
then you are introduced into functional medicine and realizing every single person is such an individual Mm -hmm. that there is a different, I guess, protocol for every single Mm -hmm. body, literally. Yeah. And I find that fascinating. So when people say, well, what do you do? It's really not about what I do, but what can we do for you? Right. Because it's it's just not a simple. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. That's yeah. exactly, exactly right. Yeah. No, none, no two of us are exactly the same, that's for sure. And so what no. works for one doesn't work for the other. So, um, so yeah, so that is kind of our story. That's how yeah. we got started. And we, you know, have so much to share, more to share with you that we'll continue sharing on these um, further episodes as we move forward. But now that you've heard our stories, we have a challenge for you. We invite you to, without shame, courageously think about your story. Are you stuck in autopilot? And do you want to get off autopilot? Um, you know, I think change is hard. I've come gone through Very a hard. lot of yeah. change in the last um, couple years of my life, and it's scary. Um, and it's it's just you know it's uncharted uncharted territory, right? But I also think that that is much more rewarding and uh, better journey than the the fear and the pain that comes with just staying stuck in right. where you're at. Right. Yeah, definitely. And and I think that's kind of the thing is that you you have to have hope and have to have belief that to get where you want to be, you have to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. And that story back of me running. Mm-hmm. I've I've kind of when you first started, you mean very first started running. I truly, it was in my head, I will go one telephone pole to the next telephone pole. And the next time I come out, I'm going to add a telephone pole until I was able to run the entire thing without having to stop. Mm -hmm. So I kind of take that same story to a lot of things. You can't look at the great big three-mile loop. It's mm-hmm. truly one small change at a time, one mm-hmm. small step. And that's really kind of the great little changes that you appreciate along the way to make that big change just so fascinating and rewarding when you look back on it. Absolutely. We'd love to hear from you. Go to our blog and in our show notes, um, you can comment. And um, we'd love to hear where you're at and what the next step is for you. And we will read and reply to every comment that is left there. You can find that blog on the website, www.northsidefunctionalmedicine.com and go under the blog area. Hey, thanks for joining us. We are so excited. Our goal is to create a community of health-focused people who are ready to thrive as they get older. We hope that you will join our tribe. Thank you so much for joining us on our very first ever episode of PRing Your Life. And next week, we will dive more into what exactly functional medicine is and um, tell you exactly what Dr. Libby is doing. Thanks so much for joining us. See you next time. Thank you for listening to the PRing Life podcast. If you are interested in learning more or would like to work with us, head on over to our website, www.northsidefunctionalmedicine.com. See you next time.